Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on. All right, you're listening to a Bears Nation podcast. Uh, I am Josh. We have Chris and Jake back. Welcome back, guys. Hello. It's great to be back. What's up, guys? Um, yeah, like Jake said, um, it's good to be back talking Bears football again. Yeah, so we got the, we got the we got the band back together, guys. So uh, let's let's make sure. some sweet some sweet music. So uh, sure. um, let's. Let's talk uh, some Bears Bears football. Um, let's start off with the offense. Let's let's start off with Trubisky just to get that out of the way because that's what we like to do. We like to take these these negative narratives that come right directly out of a game, and then the next week something awesome happens with that same player. And I think we can kind of expect that for Thursday. But let's go ahead and uh, knock this narrative out of the park really quick. Go for it, Jake. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing that everyone's going to look at is the interceptions by Mitch. Um, admittedly, the first one was ugly. Um, I think he shouldn't have been trying to fit uh, that throw into that window. I mean, Gabriel was he was sandwiched. There was nowhere to go there. It would have had to been a spectacular play by him on a perfect throw by Trubisky. And it wasn't so fine, whatever. But the second one is one that I want to point to because there was clearly some kind of miscommunication that happened there with Robinson on the route. Um, so I don't think that one's as much on Mitch, uh, clearly something happened there, but I think overall, the only thing that you can really say about this game was the running game is still not really getting going, but I mean, when Mitch is doing things with his legs and he's throwing the ball, well, um, you know, there's really not much to say because this, I, I was pretty happy with the offense in this game. Yeah. yeah. Chris. Uh, go ahead, Josh. What were you saying? Well, I was going to have you, you go next. So go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, 
You know, remember before the season we were saying um, all we need from Trubisky is for him to do enough, um, you know, just to take us to the next step. And, you know, he's been doing that. And, um, you know, look where we are, uh, top of the division um, and, you know, playoff hopes looking really good. Um, so, you know, with Trubisky, he's he's – He's playing a lot better. Um, you can tell he's a different QB than, you know, he was at the beginning of the year. Um, mm-hmm. And what he's doing with his legs is incredibly impressive because now you add another aspect um, uh, that, that defenses have to game plan for. Um, so, you know, it's it, it's amazing to see. Um, and, you know, he just keeps getting better and better. Um, but, yeah, you know, he, he's he's looking he's looking really good. And, uh, you know, I can't really complain with him. Um, but, but like Jake said, um, the run game's kind of worrying. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but, uh, hopefully they get it together uh, and Detroit, uh, struggles to, uh, stop the run. So, um, this will be a good, uh, confidence booster if they can get it going. Um, we, I actually mentioned this in the last podcast, but do you, do you think Josh Sitton was that much of an effect on this line, um, to, to make the run game this, this different? Or is it play calling? Either one of you guys can take this question. Uh, no, um, no. I mean, I'm. It certainly helps to have Sitton. He was a really good run blocker, but I don't think one guy on this um a unit that is just that a unit and collectively works together on every play. Um, I don't think you can blame the entire run game struggling on him. I think part of it is play calling. I think also part of it is now teams are game planning for Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. We've seen it all season. Um, at first, they were keying in on Howard and the inside run, and he wasn't getting anything. That's when Cohen was running wild and getting screens and taking these outside runs for big gains. Now teams are kind of keying in on that too. So I, I think it's play calling, and I think it's just that there needs to be an adjustment that me- needs to be made. Chris, you got anything on that? Yeah, um, in my opinion, there there's no way one guy um, is going to make that drastic of a difference. Um, you know, especially when we have, uh, you know, these two talented running backs. And, you know, our, our line for the most part is pretty t- talented. So, um, you know, there's no way one guy is going to make a difference. So, yeah, I, I don't believe that one at all. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't critique our line when it comes to pass protection, like they, they've been doing a great job. Trubisky's really helped them bail them out in that situation too, because uh, of his scrambling ability. Um, one more thing I wanted to mention from the last podcast, we talked about, I, I, I brought up the scenario, would you trade Rex Grossman for Mitch Trubisky in that, that Super Bowl that they played in? Um, and my know. point, I, I, my point being, does Trubisky take us to the next level in that in that game um, to to help us win that Super Bowl? Because um, I would say this defense is pretty similar to that to that defense um, in in the sense of the the turnovers that we're getting, um, the cohesiveness. So to win that Super Bowl, we needed just a little bit more play from the offense. Do you think Trubisky could win a Super Bowl? with that, with that defense? I, I guess I don't really like that question. And like the, I don't really like retroactive scenarios like that just because yeah. a, 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 the brand of football was bet was 
different then and just like how teams played in general. The easy answer, I guess, is yes, just because at its core, you're asking, do you think Trubisky is a better quarterback than Grossman? And the simple answer to that is yes. But could he win that game on his own or relative to Grossman? I think that's a, a hard question to answer. Gotcha. Um, so on Twitter, I said, uh, Trubisky struggled against a good defense. Name a better defense that will meet that will meet us in the playoffs. I think there's better defenses in the league, but uh, a better defense that will meet us in the playoffs. I'm, I can't think of one. What do you guys think about that question? I think, I think the only team that really would give you a threat would be the Rams, but also the Rams have their deep, their weaknesses too. No, yeah, I, I think, I think the bears, when they're playing together and when they're completely healthy, I think the bears are probably the best defense in the NFL. No, no, no. So what I'm saying is, is Minnesota's defense, uh, is the hardest, hardest defense that we'll face in the, uh, the Minnesota's defense is tougher than any defense that we would meet in the playoffs is what I'm saying. So Trubisky, the performance that he had in this game, I would say is his ceiling. And I mean, is his floor, in the uh in the playoffs is what i'm saying yes i i think i understand what you're saying yeah um i do think there are better defenses out there because minnesota's defense has fallen a little bit from where they were at i still think uh i think the saints and rams probably have a better defense than the vikings do right now um but yeah i mean it was a good test i mean it, it it's one of the uh probably best defenses Trubisky's faced all year and he did well. I'm happy with it. Chris, do you have any insight on that? Yeah. Um, other than us, I think the Vikings probably are the best defense, um, in the NFC. Um, but you know, the Redskins and the Panthers, uh, defense, yeah, the both Panthers too. good. So, um, you know, just, it, it's not so much a matter of, you know, on, on paper or, um, you know, individual talent, it comes down to a collective group. And, you know, if, if, if the defenses are playing good and they're getting hot at the right time, you know, um, that's really what it comes down to. Um, so, you know, the NFC's, the NF, I feel like the NFC is more balanced than the AFC in terms of, uh, like offense and defense for the most part. Um, and, you know, teams like the Redskins and Panthers are going to be teams that are, that are even evenly matched with us that are going to, you know, give us a good, a good game. So, yeah, I did kind of forget about the Panthers. I think they, uh, they're a good unit, but I think the bears, I think it's, it's a, a good argument. I, you can't really argue one way or the other. Trubisky, what he showed us uh, on Sunday night was the floor of where he he he's going to perform in a playoff game like it's Sunday night lights it he's national television this is basically a playoff game um it decides on whether the 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 narrative is there the the hype is there the the scariness of a real game is there and i think um this team proved that Trubisky, I mean, did you see all the third down conversions that he did? I know Chris, you commented on them. Um, he, he, he made some big plays at, at tough times, um, against a really good, really, really good Minnesota defense. 
And I think that could, that should be comforting for bears fans to know that that's, that's our quarterback, you know, and he's, it's his second year and he's going to eat what we have five more games, uh, four more games, five more games. Five. Anyways. Yeah. yeah we have five more games. Um, and in those five games, from here on out, it's just learning. It's just getting better. It's constantly each game that he does, he gets to learn a little bit more and get a little bit better with this offense. And then when playoffs come, that's what the, all this was for. This is pretty much preseason to playoffs. Cause right now, in my opinion, we're playing for the playoffs. Uh, it's no longer week to week. Like we are a playoff game, a playoff team. And uh, to me, that's super encouraging. Yeah. The one thing I wrote down was in the first half I I forget if it was first quarter or second quarter, but it was a third down, I think, and the Bears, they were driving, and the pocket collapsed, and I thought for sure Trubisky was about to take a sack, and he somehow steps out, escapes two guys who are about to sandwich him, starts running for the line, uh, and then it looks like another guy's going to get him, makes him miss, goes and kind of like lunges for the first down marker and somehow wiggles past that guy too and gets the first down. And it was, it was incredible to watch because I thought the whole time that he was going to going down from going that he was going to be sacked or that he was going to take a tackle for a loss or that he wasn't going to get that last foot for the first down marker. I was stunned that he got it, but it was like a jump out of your seat and like, Holy crap. I can't believe he got that type of moment. And so, yeah, I mean, the fact that he makes plays like that when it matters most, it's very encouraging. And I, the comparison has been made a couple of times now, but uh, it reminds me so much of Russell Wilson and his, mm-hmm. his, their Super Bowl run. Like, um, and just that defense was so dominant. I, I, <laughs> I said this last week, now that they've won in the way that they won, you can't mention the Super Bowl or Super Bowl contenders without mentioning the Bears and, Boy, does that excitement excite me. But um, we kind of mentioned, let's keep going with the offense. Uh, we kind of mentioned it a little bit, the run game and how it's kind of been non-existent. Um, I hate that it's happening this way because we've, we've said it multiple times on the show that we love Jordan Howard. But mm. the, the way that it's going, I unless they can change it or unless Matt Nagy can change his scheme to fit Jordan Howard's skills, I don't, I hate to say this, but I don't think he's going to be on the team long-term. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to watch, but I mean, the good news is that Howard had, I mean, cause then I'm looking at the box score now. I mean, 18 carries for Howard in this game for 63 yards. It's only a 3.5 average per attempt, which like that's whatever, but 18 attempts is his most in a game since the jets. And it's his third highest total of the season. So I think that's a positive sign. Um, maybe some of that is a product of Trubisky's shoulder, and we'll get to that. Um, but he did get a decent amount of work here. I mean, Trubisky also had 10 carries for 43. Cohen had seven carries for another uh, 27. As a whole, the team had 148 yards on the ground, which isn't a terrible uh, number at all. I think I think you'd like to see it be a little more efficient and that yards per carry number a little bit higher. But when you actually look at it, the running game had a decent day against Minnesota. Um, you know, I I just feel like 
Jordan Howard isn't as effective in this offense. And, you know, I, I know we've been talking about it, but um, I just feel like, to me, it's just getting more and more visible. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm still not saying get rid of him or anything like that, but, um, you know, he's just – there's just something – he just looks off in this offense. Um, I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but um, there's just, like, something that just doesn't look right about him. Um, and maybe it is just the change of offense, but, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I agree with you, Josh. I really don't think he's going to be on the bears for much longer. I think it's because Howard is like a straight line runner. He's a North South downhill runner. mm -hmm. And, you know, Nagy's offense is so based on misdirection and trickery, which Cohen obviously fits a lot more in the ways that he moves. I think it is a fit thing. I think that Howard is just such a traditional running back that it's just his role can't really get defined because when he's out there and when he lines up in the backfield, you pretty much know what's coming. Yeah. Um, Interesting thought. Um, Devante Freeman, uh, this is totally, I don't know what made me think of this and it's, it's kind of irrelevant because we should be talking about right now, but I just had a thought. Devontae Freeman just got a long-term deal with Atlanta Falcons, right? Yes. Or if he didn't, uh, if he didn't, was, if they didn't, that's the one that they're going to keep, right? Devontae Freeman over Tevin, Tevin Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. Freeman got like a five-year deal. I think like last year or the year before that, I think. Yep. If they let Tevin Coleman go, would you, would you prefer Tevin Coleman or Jordan Howard? <sighs> uh, I think Coleman <laughs> I think Coleman's a better receiver. Okay. I think oh, I think Coleman's a better fit in this offense. Yeah. Uh, I, that, we're going to get hate for Eva bringing it up, and I'm sorry, guys, for, <laughs> for yeah. bringing it controversial. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a tough position to be in because we do – I love Jordan Howard. I think he's great. Yeah. Um, but if I had to choose uh, – yeah, I think Coleman's a little quicker. I think he's a better receiver. Again, not advocating for Jordan Howard to be cut or anything. Yeah, yeah. So don't don't give us one star again, and then <laughs> on on, on uh, Apple Podcasts, um, we love Jordan Howard. Uh, we're just trying to think of the future and different things that may that could happen. Um, that's just looking at the run game, and that's totally looking way in the future. Let's get back to uh, Sunday night. Um, our wide receivers: Allen Robinson, um, Anthony Miller, Taylor Gabriel. We'll, we'll even lump. Uh, Tariq Cohen in, in there. How did they do overall? How do you guys think they did? I was happy. I mean, the touchdown catch by Miller was really impressive. I mean, how he kept that off the ground, I don't know. I mean, that's great awareness of where you're at. The celebration was even better. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a huge yardage day for anyone. Um, I, I think the Bears, once they got out to that early lead, um, you know, you're up 14 at halftime. Um and then, you know, in the fourth quarter, you build your lead up until the eventual win. I think they were in more of a position to go with the short passing game and with the run game and give Jordan Howard 18 attempts because, you know, when you're when you're playing with a lead, you don't have to push the ball down the field as much. And also the Vikings corners and safeties are really good in deep coverage. I mean, we saw that on both of Mitch's interceptions. So I'm happy with it. Chris Brouts, uh, nobody made any horrendous errors outside of the one uh, Robinson miscommunication. I was fine with it. I wish I saw more Shaheen, but other than that. Oh, that poor guy. I always feel bad for guys when they get injured and they, right after coming back. But 
Um, go ahead, Chris. What do you think about the wide receivers? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I was extremely happy with the wide receivers. Um, you know, Anthony Miller looks like he's coming around. Um, looks like he's he's the guy that we all expected him to be in the offseason. Um, yeah. Robinson is still, you know, he's still playing really well. Um, he's and and you know, it's still very obvious that he's getting a large amount of the attention. Um, you know, from our receivers. And, um, you know, Taylor Gabriel is still a threat. Um, you know, seems like no one can guard him. So, you know, you, you add all those guys together with Trey Burton, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard. Um, you know, it's it's just it's just how do you stop this offense right now? You know, uh, we just have so many weapons. So many things are going right right now. Um, and, you know, I just pray this keeps ha- this keeps happening and keeps going. Um, I just want to bring up Anthony Miller. Um I love love his passion. He is mm-hmm. so passionate. You saw that um, catch that he made, like right right in the center of the field, and he got laid out. And usually, after when people get laid out, they're just like like they just lay on the ground. They're kind of hurt, and then the defender does his thing, and he gets he gets all excited, like whoa, like I I made that tackle, and he gets like super excited. But Anthony Miller did not let him soak in that glory he just got up and just act like he i don't know if he saw do you remember that play yeah Yeah. i know i know what you're talking about he got up and he just like he was just like oh try to keep me down like it was just so cool to watch him like just thinking about it i'm getting goose pimples but (laughs) but just like it's just his passion for the game like last two weeks ago when um the guy um for the lions knocked our knocked trubisky out when he was already out of bounds, like pushed him down or whatever. And Anthony Miller was first one over there to be in his face. Like he just, he just brings it, man. And I, I, I last week I compared him to um, Steve Smith and that's where all the draft people were, what all the draft analysts were comparing him to Steve Smith. And I, I still do it. Like he, his passion that he brings plus his size and all that good stuff. But I think more so his, his will to just win is what why I compare him to Steve Smith, but I, I love the dude. Like he's 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 fire, and I, and I think you need that on a team because we I, we talked about this a long time ago. But you you need you need a few guys on the team that are are spunky like that. If that makes sense. Yep. But um, what's next? We. We kind of brought up the tight ends, but they're kind of quiet this game. Um, Shaheen, didn't he get the two point conversion? Yep. Yeah. So the the red zone threat is is there, but um, other than that, I can't think of a big tight end standout. But if you guys have one, no. I mean, they were quiet, but I think I mean we talked about it a little bit, like with the receivers, how it seems to change who's featured every week. It's just a game to game thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. I guess we can move on to defense unless you guys have something else. No, let's do defense. All right. Um, this <laughs> this is what defines this team right now. Yep. Uh, if you look at any power ranking, where we're top ten, some have us at seven, some have us at six. Um, being that high means we have a long ways to fall too. So that's scary. But this defense is ranked super high um on the stat boards and um in people's uh personal rankings where do you guys rank our defense in the league i, I think we kind of talked about it earlier on accident but yeah. uh, where do you guys rank the bears defense i think this is the best defense in the league 
That's it. That's the tweet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I have to agree with that. Cool. Um, and what makes it the best defense in the league? Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. <laughs> is, the, is one of the best safeties in the entire league. And uh, who, who, what podcast uh, declared that at the beginning of the season? Bears Nation podcast. <laughs> and I quote from the offseason, Chris and myself both saying, Eddie Jackson's going to be a playmaker. Eddie Jackson was still recovering from a severely broken leg. Eddie Jackson is going to play more center field this year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, Chris, send a tweet. <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Chris, um, what is it about Eddie Jackson's game that, uh, that, bring that that brings us to that that number one defense um you know i i always rave about it but it's just his his football iq you know he's just the khalil mack um was raving about him the other day and t- i i think he's he's since he's gone to chicago i think khalil mack has gone out of his way to to talk about eddie jackson like two or three times so um i think that that speaks volume uh, about eddie jackson you know he's a second year player and um, you know, he already has a ton of respect from from his teammates, um, you know, the guys that he's supposed to ride with. So, um, you know, that, that, that's a pretty big deal. Um, and, you know, he has he has four touchdowns this year, which is just like it, it it's in, incredible. Like, it just blows my mind. Um, and, you know, he, he's 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 everywhere. Um, you know, he, he shuts down an entire half of the field. We were talking about that a um, couple of podcasts ago. Um, but, yeah, he's just he's just an all around player and. You know, that's that's what you're going to get out of Eddie Jackson. Um, I love him. <laughs> As an um, unbiased journalist, I love Eddie Jackson. He's super unbiased. He's a Cardinals fan. So, I mean, how could he be a Chicago fan if he's a, a <laughs> Cardinals fan? So he's incredibly, incredibly unbiased. <laughs> Anyways, um, what effect, obviously, and this is an obvious question. I just want to I just want to hear your answer. Um, what effect does the pass rush have on that though, on his success? Um, Cause he's, he's a great, he's a great safety, but do you think it, it all has to play into the fact that we have so much, um, pass rush? Yeah. I mean, when you have a pass rush and when a quarterback has the threat of getting hit or, you know, or having his throw batted down, he makes faster deci- decisions. He gets rushed, uh, he's uncomfortable. And I, I mean, you saw with Kirk cousins uh, on one of the interceptions, it was bad into the air and that's how it was able to become an interception. A couple of times cousins got hit in the arm as he was throwing and that affected it. So, I mean, that forces a opposing quarterback, opposing quarterback to make faster d- decisions and try to make the right play. And a lot of times that leads to them making the wrong play. And so the point I'm, I'm trying to ultimately get to in the pyramid and our, um, our defense isn't just Khalil Mack and it drives me nuts when people go to talk about a defense and they're like, and it's led with Khalil Mack. No, I think Chicago bears defense is Chicago's bear defense as a whole. Like Akeem Hicks, five tackles for loss in a sack. Are you kidding me? The dude, the dude is a pro bowler and there's no question about it. Like there's, if he's not, uh, if he's not voted in, then I don't like, there's, <laughs> there's no validity to pro bowls at all to, in my opinion at that point. Um, this defense is completely surrounded by playmakers and 
it's fun to watch. And, and guys like Adrian Amos, I feel like are getting overshadowed because of the play of everybody else too. I feel like Adrian Amos isn't getting enough love. Uh, this is three weeks in a row that he's had a, uh, forced, a forced turnover or a turnover um, recovery. So I, I, we just have so many playmakers on this, on this defense. And I'm not saying Khalil Mack doesn't help. I'm saying that this defense is more than just Khalil Mack. And um, I, I guess I'm a little sensitive too, because, because he's not a Chicago bread guy. And so um, I, I want my Chicago bread guys, like the guy, I know Akeem Hicks is a free agent addition, but I feel like he's been, he's earned his Chicago badge. Um, and so I want guys like that to, to be heard, to be seen. You know, I want to say Akeem Hicks name and people like know who I'm talking about. If you're not a bears fan, you know? And so that that's my rant. I'm done ranting. They're the best <laughs> defense in the league. Yeah. <laughs> um, any, any, anything else stand out? Roquan Smith, you guys have anything on anybody else in the, uh, on the defense? Leonard Floyd looks a lot better. I think in the last couple of weeks, he's really stepped it up. Uh, yep. He's definitely been more of a presence, which is good, which is, which is infinitely good. Yep. Um, I think, Bryce Callahan is still just oh, like so a level man. It's just, just everybody is just so playing so well right now. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, the age old 2018, 2019 debate on defense on who do we pay Callahan or Amos. And I, we've already made our decision on this podcast, but looks like it's a all around is it crazy to say that you can't pay both of them? No, I mean, Chicago, I, I, Chicago's a big market. You have a lot of revenue. I'm sure this year, especially with all the fans coming back, you're going to have a spike in revenue. Like there, there is definitely a world where you pay them both. Yeah. And I mean, I, there's going to be guys that we're going to cut. I think you can make room for them to be honest with you. But for some reason that debate keeps popping up. And honestly, I don't think you pay Adrian Amos like you pay, Eric Berry, like, uh, I don't think we have to overspend on Amos at all. I think Amos will take even a little bit of a pay cut to stay on the team too. You know, but Amos is Amos is allowed to be this good. And don't get me wrong, I think he's very good, and he was ranked as Pro Football Focus as one of the top safeties for a reason. Um, it's just that. I think you're right, Josh. I think he would take somewhat of a discount to stay in this defense because he can be this good because of the people around him. Yeah. Um, Cause he's proven if the team around him isn't, it takes a full defense. I, I hate to even say what I'm about to say. It takes a full defense for a defense to be completely good. It's a collective thing. Um, but Amos has proven that he can't do turnovers without the full team all around him. Like uh, I think his first season as a rookie, like he was great in the run game. That was his, but his critique was not being able to cover in pass coverage. And um, as soon as playmakers started to come on the team, then we started to see Amos really open up in the pass coverage and being where he needed to be. And he's grown a lot, like since mm-hmm. first coming into the league. Um, but by, by no means do I ever, I would keep him over Jordan Howard. Oh, sh- shoot me. 
somebody <laughs> about to get sniped. <laughs> I, I don't know if the, I don't know if that's a hot take, but yeah, I mean Amos. I mean he's allowed to make the safe plays because he doesn't have to make the plays that Eddie Jackson makes. He, he's complimented well by the rest of the players. Yep. Yeah. Um, anything else on the defense? You guys have any more insight notes on anything? Nope. We covered it. Cool. Um, Roquan Smith still, still all over the field. I, yes, I love very his play. Good. Um, and Trevathan not necessarily Crushing. getting enough love, but he's doing a, he's doing an Wait, amazing Wait, actually, job. I do have one thing to say. Jenny Trevathan, yes. that hype, that hype video that he released that uh, he narrated, yes. I was ready to run through multiple brick walls after watching yeah. that. Like yes. I was, I, I had stood up and I didn't even realize it. I was sitting down when I watched it and I was standing <laughs> up it. and my, and my dad, like I'm home for break. And my dad looked at me, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I don't know, man. I just, I got to go do something. Like, I just can't sit back down <laughs> after this. I was, I, it was electric. Uh, that's, that, that's one guy I kind of wanted to mention too. Danny Trevathan, man, he, I, I feel like he's playing at the level where he was playing at in Denver, um, you know, and, 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 knock on wood but he's been injury free so far so um you know that that's that's just what it comes down to he, he's he's one of the most talented linebackers in the league no doubt it's just it's always been his health that's been the concern so you know if he, if he stays healthy uh for the rest of this year and you know for the playoffs um you know it's gonna be it's gonna be tough to to do anything on this defense yeah so let's let's move on to special teams uh, last week we did a little, a little sh- Cody Parkey's shout out and, um, we didn't lose faith on this show. I, I, I would like to say Chris would have stayed behind Cody Parkey because Cody Parkey is a bear, even with his, even with Chris's pessimism mind, <laughs> pessimistic mind. I think Chris would have still been on board with the, with the rest of us and, and saying that we were ready to give Parkey a second chance. And when given the second chance in the, in the spotlight under the Sunday night lights, Sunday night football, three, three field goals made. Uh, what a guy, what a guy round of applause for Cody Parkey. Good, Good job, man. And and he made all of his extra. All right, we didn't do any extra points, did we? We did two point conversions. No. Yeah, which uh, that was weird to me. Um, the fact that he went for the field goals and they sent him out there, but then with the extra points they didn't. I'm fine with it because they converted them, but I think that's just something interesting to watch uh, going forward and this week too. Yeah, bold. certainly bold. Um, but good job, Co- Cody Parkey. Continue to practice at Soldier Field, you big dummy. I yeah. Even- that's one of those things that you don't even worry about. Like I had no idea that Cody Parkey wasn't p- practicing at the field with everybody. Like, come on, you big. Ugh. I don't even like, that's not even something you think about. Like it's is a my, questionable decision. Is my kicker kicking at my field? I don't know. Like, I, I feel like you shouldn't have to worry about that question. Um, so I'm glad that he has decided, made a personal decision to start kicking at the field uh, before game days. Ugh, guy. Anyways, uh, all right, so we got a game coming up Thursday. Short, short, short week. It's crazy short. Um, are you worried at all about this Lions game? 
with it not being at home, um, with them having just as much knowledge as we do on them. Um, do they have guys coming back from injury? Uh, just tell me your thoughts. What do you guys, what do you guys have? I'm, I'm not worried, but I do see that this could be a game that the bears lose because, you know, it is their third game and you know, like what, 16 days, 15 days, something like that. Um, so I do see them that they could lose this game because now they got to go to Detroit to um, whether or not Mitch plays is huge. Uh, I love Chase Daniel. I think he's great as a backup. Um, I think there is a reason that a lot of different teams want him as their backup because he is a capable quarterback. Um, no, he's not going to carry you to a Super Bowl, but he can he can help you out in a pinch. Um, <clears throat> but if Mitch doesn't play, that changes the offense. Um Chase Daniel can run a little bit, but he's not as fast. He's not as shifty as Mitch is. Uh, and he obviously doesn't have the deep ball that uh, Trubisky does either. So that's huge. Um, I feel like that's something we're not going to find out what the situation is until 10 a.m. Central time uh, on Thursday morning. Uh, so uh, that could go either way. But if everybody's healthy and everybody's ready to go. I think these guys have the fire. I think they have the desire to go out and take this win away and sweep Detroit. Yeah. Um, I mean, this should be, this should be a win. Um, but yeah, like Jake said, this is a game that a Bears team that's doing good would usually lose because once again, like we always say, at least once on this podcast, because we're the bears. So, um, but hmm. in business, um, Carryon Johnson and Marvin Jones are both out for the Lions. So, I mean, that's huge. That's two of their top three, you know, uh, position players. So, no, uh, but that's going to be huge. Um, but, yeah, it, it, I think it will ultimately, ultimately come down to uh, if Trubisky plays or not. Um, but, you know, even with Chase Daniel, I, I still think this defense is good enough to get the job done. Yeah, and debatably – Chase Daniels probably maybe a better decision maker maker than uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Um, I don't think I don't think Chase Daniel could win a shootout like Mitchell Trubisky could. But like you said, I think he can manage a game enough to be able to win this game. Um, something else to think about: Darius Slay is coming back. He didn't play in the last game. Well, I don't. We don't know if he's coming back. He's a limited participant. And then Ezekiel Ansah, I'm pretty sure didn't play in. Um, the game that we played them in either. So uh, just things to keep in mind. Uh, the defense might be a little, little more difficult than last time. Um, I would like to say that Daniel, I mean, when he played in the preseason game against the chiefs that all the starters set out uh, Daniel with a second string, all line second string receivers against the Chiefs' starting defense, because that was the third preseason game. Mm-hmm. He was 15 of 18 for 198 yards and two touchdowns and 47 yards on the ground too. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's not like he's completely that when, inept. That was when I had to make my apology video. Correct. You did. Your <laughs> apology statement. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he, he's capable. He proved me wrong and I think he can, he can, he could do it, but. Um, I also think no offense to the lions, but they're kind of stinky this year. So it's not like he's going up against like the saints or the Panthers or, you know, the lions are just 
eh, they're not that great this year. So this is a game that you can feel comfortable in using him because like Chris said, the defense can win you this game easily. You just got to game manage. Yeah. And carry on Johnson being out huge. Like uh, Chris said, because they don't have golden Tate now. So Riddick was filling in for that uh, slot position. Mm-hmm. Well, so Riddick's not going to be in the backfield. I mean, he, I'm sure they'll put him back there, but he won't be as, in the backfield as much. Uh, so LeGarrette Blunt, who's just a north-south runner pretty much, um, isn't going to be able to go anywhere. Our, our line is proven to be a, a brick wall. So uh, it's huge that on Johnson is out because who, who could do both? He did both. He he can run, pass, catch. on Johnson's really good. So it's, it's huge that he's already um, – listed as out for the game right is that why you said that yeah uh, there, there was a there was a report from uh one of the beat writers that uh, he said don't expect either of them to play gotcha yeah that's humongous so our defense should be able to easily take take this team to a, another win uh I, I am kind of worried about the offense just because of what they did the carolina the carolina panthers who are a really good team um, and you guys even mentioned them potentially being in the playoffs. So, um, like they're a good team, and they just beat them. So I don't know. This, the, the, I was thinking about this today because I was listening to PFF uh, Pro Football Focus's podcast, and I was just trying. They were telling, telling, like sharing all their numbers and all that good stuff. And numbers only go so far. Like eventually teams just kind of wake up like the, the Detroit lions or the bills beating the Vikings. Like, are you kidding me? Some week to week, like you can give me numbers all day long, but when it comes down to it, it's who has the most heart. I mean, just look at the Eagles. Nobody expected them to beat the, the Patriots and who ended up winning the Eagles. So you can give me stats all day long, but the lions could potentially still win this game because it's football. It's the NFL. And so, uh, I, I will not say this is a guarantee win. I refuse to do that, but I will say that we will win this game just because I have to pick one. But where where are you guys at for this game? Um, the Bears are three point favorites. I think they win by six or seven. Um, I'm gonna say, give me. 27-17 Bears. All right. And is it going to be like a dominant, like they're going to crush him for the first three quarters like normal and then let, let him score a little bit in the fourth to make him feel better about themselves? I actually um, think it's going to be backwards. Okay. <clears throat> I agree. I agree. Okay. Cool. I think I – think, because, um, you know, if if there are any struggles – um, with Trubisky being out or whatever, it'll be early on, and then um, the defense will do what the defense does, and then Chase Daniel or whatever will get more comfortable, and then you know from from there on, I think we can win the game. But uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with Jake on that one. So we're looking at at the end of this week being eight and three. Yep, that's nuts. That's crazy. Let's go. <laughs> Eight and three. Um, I can't. I'd also, I'd also like to say you win this game. You pretty much lock up the division too. Yep. No, totally agree. Um, 
especially, especially this is the only time I'll be ever rooting for the Packers to win because they're playing the Vikings, correct? Yep. If the Packers beat the Vikings, I you can't like we're we're out of reach in my opinion because we're gonna we're gonna beat the Giants and we're gonna beat the Forty ers because and I don't know I I hate to be so confident because of all the points I gave like <laughs> like f- three minutes ago <laughs> but. I, it's so hard with this team. Like I get so excited and I lose it and I get excited and I lose it. Um, but I, I think we're, we're, we're heading to the playoffs guys. Bears 11 and five win the division book it. You've been listening to bears. Nation podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening, um, go, go on, go on there and give us a little rate, rate us, you know, give us a little uh, comment if you'd like. Um, we are also on Twitter. You can find us at Bears Nation Pod at Bears Nation Pod, um, and then you can also find us individually. I'm at uh, Josh is at Josh Lyles twenty eight. So it's J O S H L I L E S twenty eight at Josh Lyles twenty eight, and Jake is at Jake Hassan two. Yep. And then Chris is Chris Nano. I forget what is yours, Chris. Ten. Chris Nano ten. There we go. Just like Trubisky, Chris yep. Nano. Tr- oh my goodness! How did I forget this? I just wanted to say it real fast. Trubrusky to <laughs> Miller time. <laughs> I'm Josh. I'm Jake, and I'm Chris. Bear down. Welcome.